Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Heard of Atlas Shelters who, he just asked me, we'll just continue the conversation. He just asked me, I'll have you introduce yourself in a second. He just asked me how I found you. As everyone that uh, watches this podcast knows, I've always been interested in nuclear bunkers. I just think there's something fascinating about them. Years ago, before I even started the podcast, I started looking at like personal bunkers, again, out of interest. And okay, maybe not presidential bunkers, but I found other bunkers, but it was still like a billionaire on an island with a bunker. And I was like, well, that's still, that's still beyond, that's in the stratosphere. And then I found yours, Atlas Bunkers, and I found your YouTube channel, which I'll put in the description. And it was personalized bunkers and it reminded me of like apple's website where you go on apple and i want this phone i want this much memory and i or i want this laptop and i want this graphics card and you just do it all and you order it and it comes in a box and atlas shelters is you go on and what do you want do you want 10 by 48 or 12 by 48 or 10 by 50 do you want like an mbc air scrubber do you want an armor you know you've got the bulletproof doors and i just thought it was the coolest thing in the world and finally got a hold of you and you're like i'd love to but please introduce yourself sir all right well i'm ron hubbard president of atlas survival shelters and that's atlas survival shelters.com if somebody wants to see my website and my youtube channel is atlas survival shelters as well yeah it's an it's an awesome channel and the stuff you put in is i love i love the accessibility of it you just say like you just need a backyard right i mean everyone's got the bug out plan but the reality is, is if, is if things start to collapse, like where you bug out to where on what highways, on what airport, it's all blocked. Whereas yours is just, you just need a backyard and right. I mean, what 600 pound AR 500 bulletproof doors that open with like a finger on hydraulics. Like yeah. it's insane. And you, uh, you were just telling me, right. I mean, I, I don't think it's like an actual, uh, it doesn't have a name, but you said right now you, you're just putting in like what an eight or 9,000 square foot bunker. Uh, 9,200 square feet. Yeah. <laughs> and right. It's, you know, we always kind of know the trope, right? Obama's the best gun salesman. I remember when I bought a, I bought a car CM9 in 2011. And I remember they had a framed picture of Obama and it said salesman of the year. But yours, you're a, your salesman of the year is Biden, and that's for the personal bunker business, correct? Uh, well, Biden's good for anything because he's destroying the world the way it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I can't even giggle about it no more. Sure. It's so sad. Yeah, my, I, I'm having a lot of success selling my bunkers, but, but it's very bittersweet because I'm such a patriot. I'd rather be the poorest guy in the world and live in a free America with Donald Trump as president than be the richest guy in town uh, with Joe Biden as president. Because, first of all, he's not our president. Second of all, he's going to destroy this country. And third of all, all the money in the world's not going to be worth nothing in a couple of years anyway. They're going to take it all probably anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. That It is a bittersweet thing. It's right. It's like if you're a funeral director and you're making money burying your family. You're like, I mean, I guess I'm making money. And you're right. I mean... 
none of it matters, right? None of it matters. When when things go down, yeah. that's when we'll realize the true value of a piece of paper that's a dollar versus right actual survival things. So you started the company in 2011, correct? Uh, yeah, I started the company in September 2011. So we just had our 10-year anniversary last month. Nice. And, and so when you started it, did you think it was going to be any sort of did you think it was going to explode in the way it has, or did you think it's going to be more of like a kind of like a boutique niche thing? Cause now, I mean, you, you guys have, that's what I love about it is you can go watch the videos. I mean, they're streamlined. You've got the whole warehouse. You guys have got the process down pat. It's becoming, I mean, it's kind of like putting in a new driveway. It's like, Oh yeah, no, there's the team and they come do this. Like you, you guys have it with bunkers 20 feet underground with air scrubbers. Some of them have green rooms, storage, and you go and look at them and it's not the cold war the cold cement bunker with like a, you know, a bag of freeze dried tomato paste. No, these are like nice little, they look like, they they look like nice college. They look better than my college dorm. Right. Well, that's the idea. The the bunkers I make today don't feel like uh, you've been thrown in a jail cell or in a cold war bunker or some World War II Germany bunker. They feel like you're in a hotel room, which I'm in right now. I'm in a hotel room. (laughs) But you know, the idea if you have to spend a lot of time underground that you're not going to get all go all crazy and feel claustrophobic because you feel like you're in a metal box or stuffed in a shipping container. So I try to make them feel as much as a home as possible and put in the amenities that you'd have in a house, which is, you know, nice couches, nice beds, doors, um, uh, microwave, you know, big screen TV on the entertainment center. And I mean, if you can have it in the house, you can have it in a bunker. Or if you can have it in the basement, you can have it in a bunker. I mean, it's, it's no different. It's not much, uh, uh, there's not much difference between uh, living in a bunker and living in a house, except you don't have any windows, you yeah. know, and you're underground. Sure. But, I mean, that's well, that's what I love about it. Is, well, one, it's also thorough, right? It's when I start first started watching them, it's like, all right. I was like, bulletproof door. I was like, okay. Like, like I'm the bunker expert that I know that I can pass judgment. And it's, so I'm like, all right. And you've got the ladder going down, right? And it goes in, and then there's the second door. And I was like, all right. So you got, like, decontamination room, NBC ceiling, gaskets. You go in, and, yeah, it's not – it doesn't look like you're being thrown in some, like, escape pod from a cruise ship. You go in, and it's like you know, a little hanging science. Like home is where the heart is. There's like nice blankets on the like on the on the bunk beds. Nice big couch, huge flat screen, little kitchen. It looks like I'm in a 700 square foot apartment. It, lo- it looks like it legitimately. It looks like my apartment. The ceilings are a little lower. Like, and but you just well, under. They, yeah, they're a little lower because you're in an old Colbert shelter, 10 foot diameter Colbert. The, uh, most of the shelters I'm making nowadays are these square modular bunkers that if you want, you can flash some of my images here. But they're big in person. On the outside, they're 11 feet tall. So when you go inside them, they have uh, eight foot ceilings and two foot of storage underneath the floor. So they all have tall ceilings, which I'm six foot four almost, and I can't even touch the ceiling. Yeah, so you, 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 I can tell you from watching some of my videos because you know them pretty well. But if you get into a 10 foot culvert, it has like an 80 inch, excuse me, an 80 inch ceiling, and uh, it does feel pretty small. But when you get into the 12 foot diameter culvert bunkers, they have eight and a half foot ceilings, so you can't even come close to touch the ceiling, even if you jump. But uh, yeah. But you know, you, I, my product has evolved a lot in the last 10, 11 years. Um, I never saw 
when I started, I never saw what was going to happen today. I thought it would happen in 30 years, sure. but not in 10 years. So uh, we're, we're at a high speed pace for the, um, and, and I'm not excited about it. It's very depressing I'm, sure. uh, to see what's going on in the world. Now, I was just up in Toronto, Canada, and um, I have a, uh, a place I go hunting up there and also have customers in Canada. And I tell you what, if you want to feel like you're in a in a communist country and there's a jailkeeper overlooking you, fly into Toronto, Canada. I am telling you, that place is woke, it's liberal, there's masks everywhere. Um, I got kicked off an airline. I got 911 called on me for my mask being off my face by civilians. You see, they don't even need the cops there. The civilians are so woke. They scream at you. Oh, it's the. It's... Uh, they have brainwashed them, and and I did a video yesterday on my YouTube channel that uh, after four hours YouTube pulled it, oh, yeah. and it only had like five thousand one hundred views in four hours, which isn't very many for my channel because I got three hundred fifty five thousand something subs, and uh, so they were already kind of protected. But his name's Chris Guy, but I went and interviewed this guy. It was kind of like he I call him the, the the Canada's revolutionary leader on the mask mandate, but he's completely against the mask and he's a very intelligent guy. He's a little he's a little bit out there, high energy. But he was uh, rambling on in, in an hour long video that I basically did with him and put it up on YouTube and they, they knocked it down because he's basically given the facts about you know, you know what? One thing that YouTube and social media doesn't like, and as you well know, they don't like the facts. And they don't like the truth. They want you to buy into what they're feeding people. And, and if you can't be brainwashed, they basically are going to uh, uh, cancel you mm -hmm. or block you or, or take your videos down or censor you or do something like that. But um, this guy is the pinnacle of... Uh, of, of anti-wokeness so if somebody's watching this video check out chris guy up in canada i had never heard of the guy till three days ago but i was coming through toronto and uh and the guy told me about him and then he said yeah i actually know the guy i can call him I call, he called him up and got me an interview with this guy and i'm talking this guy has rallies and thousands of people show up tens of thousands <laughs> of people show up and they're chanting just say no just say no just say no and basically they're talking about say no to wearing the mask oh yeah uh, but yeah so this guy's kind of like a rock star now there's people there that don't like him of course the same thing is here donald trump is a rock star but there's people who don't like him but to you and me He's a rock star. So this guy's kind of like a, the Donald Trump rock star in Canada <laughs> against the mask mandate. So uh, people need to check this guy out. So I don't want to say too much. That, well, that's right. You're not on YouTube. It doesn't anyway, matter, man. You can yeah. say whatever you want. I, dude, we're, we're, yeah. we got kicked off YouTube a while ago. You can say whatever well, you want. I'm probably, if you don't mind, I'm probably going to take your video here yeah. and I'll put it on my YouTube channel. So if we keep it well, correct, well, we can get, you can get your message out okay. there to my 300 something thousand subscribers well, and we can, uh, we'll keep we it, uh, try to do some good. Yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, yeah, that I didn't, it didn't work too well. I, uh, you know, they said, don't talk about an election and I had on a, I'll, I'll walk within YouTube's lines. I, uh, talked about the 2020 election with some CIA veterans and, uh, yeah. and I, I interviewed the, yeah, I just went straight to the source. I interviewed the guy that invented the mRNA vaccine. I didn't do the whole, like, this and this. And my studies, I was like, I'll just get the guy that did it and had him on. And uh, 
And they banned you for that. They banned me outright for that. I had on the most published, the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was me having on the most published. Ron, you there? Yeah, oh, sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm back. You're good, you're well, video. Yeah, you're, I'm back. you're good. Um, yeah, I had on the most published cardiologist in world history who's testified before the U.S. Senate several times, and that was the straw that broke the camel's back. But to, because I would like for my video to go up on your channel, so we'll we'll keep it, uh, we'll stay away from all the stuff that YouTube deems verboten, like the good Nazis that they are. But to go back to what you said, you said you can tell I've watched your channel. Uh, yeah, man, I wasn't lying to you. I, I, I'm my own boss. I have on my own guests that I want. So whenever I reach out to someone, they're like, why do you want me on? It's because I want you on. I don't take polls from the audience. Like, who do you guys want to hear? I don't care. I talk to who I want to talk to and I find who I want to find. So when I got you, I was so excited. I was, I was with my cousin last week at my cousin's wedding and, uh, and uh, and I and I brought up Atlas Shelters. I was like, I was like, Tim, have you ever heard of Atlas Shelters? He's like, dude, I have. And I was like, he was like, you need to get that guy in the podcast. And so like at the dinner table, I went to your website, found the contact information. I was like, I just emailed him. And the next day, you're like, I'd love to. So he so he's looking forward to this. Everyone's been looking forward to this. And I have watched yours, and that's one of the things I like. Is aside from the, I love, I just love the ideas of bunk, bunkers. I love the ideas of uh, of backups and contingencies. You know, this podcast, I have it, I have it stored away on several different hard drives at multiple locations, and even next to me, I have them wrapped in like EMP bags inside of a fireproof safe. I've always just loved redundancy. I was pre med in college. I I, I love going into the nitty gritty. But another thing I like about you is, regardless of bunkers, I mean, you could make you could make kites for all I care. What you do, and it's kind of the crux of the people I love. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To interview most are people that are passionate about something and that just start start at the bottom floor and work towards it and you and you said it several minutes ago you said I never saw where this where this would go and you know it's it's you know you're surprised at the innovation it's come on well you know I point to this podcast today is October 16th 2021 I started this podcast on December 12th 2019 I started on a laptop in a big room that was echoing the next step was I got a better microphone. A couple months later, I got a better webcam. A couple months later, I put some like uh, black sheets behind me. A couple months later, I got this microphone. A couple months after that, I moved out and got uh, and got these sound tiles. A couple months after that, I got a really nice camera. A couple months after that, I got a really nice uh, iMac instead of a all these little iterations. And you can never mm -hmm. see them when you start, but what you do is you just keep needling forward and you keep doing a little bit of work each day. It's like when you're hiking up a hill or a mountain and you get lost in conversation with someone and then all of a sudden you break through the tree line and you go, holy cow, and you, and you can see other mountains and lakes. You're like, how do we get up here? But it's just little steps all the way up. And that's what I love about Atlas Shelters is, yet you start with, Here's the first thing, like, let's, you know, it's a basement and I don't know, maybe we'll put some guns in there and a couch. And then it progresses and it progresses and you go through the different, right? The culvert to the, right? You liked the circular one because that had the storage underneath. And now you're moving to the, the more boxier ones and they look like they're probably, I would imagine, 
I didn't do well in physics, but I would imagine it distributes the force more equally, right? You've kind of got that like waffle cone outsiding and you're welding it, you're using all the different insulations, right? The multiple exits, the MBC air filters, and then some of the, the, the I believe the platinum series you have on, uh, you have on whole like dining areas, you have on green rooms, right? You have on the energy systems, you even have security rooms. To me, I love that for what it is, whether it's bunkers or whether you are making homemade socks. I, I love anyone yeah. that takes something and just masters it. And then when they master it, they go, now let's master it again. And you needle down further and further and further. And I, I think you are the Henry Ford of personal bunkers. I think it's brilliant. Well, that was my goal when I did my business plan to try to make a company where I could mass produce smaller shelters to where everybody could afford them. And I was going to try to keep them under $20,000. So that was my business plan when I expanded to my new factory in Texas. What killed that was the fact that the price is still quadrupled. So the shelters that I was going to try to make and sell for in the $20,000 range are now selling for about $40,000. Uh, so the average guy can't always flop $40,000 to be buried in the ground. So most of the bunkers I'm doing now, um, realistically are a hundred thousand and higher, the least expensive I have right now, 60,000 that I'm doing. I just basically said, you know, what? I give up on the Henry Ford part, uh, of mass producing a small, just only small shelters because the people that are buying them are just buying big bunkers. You know, it's no different than a shipbuilder. I set out to make rowboats, and now I'm making yachts. Yeah. Uh, But my intention was to make rowboats. But the people that are buying them are the yacht buyers. Yeah. And um, so this week, this was a record week for me. I've never sold three multi-million dollar bunkers in one week, much less within 48 hours. (laughs) But, but yeah, so I sold enough bunkers this week to hold me over almost, you know, probably eight months just with these orders alone. But... I sell the bunkers every single day. Uh, my phone rings pretty much nonstop. And I think a lot of it is to do with my YouTube channel. People see how I build the bunkers and they see that I am a patriot first. Uh, and uh, that I think like them, I talk like them and I'm on their side. And we're all depressed about what's going on to this world. And, and it's all headed by Joe Biden. But there's, there's, there's got to be greater powers other than what we're seeing. There's got to be faces behind the scenes that have a global plan because 100%. people are people are being brainwashed and i feel like we're being controlled by jail keepers not by not by government officials um i travel and i travel a lot so i actually filmed today i went to academy sporting goods and i went over to red lobster and had some steak and uh lobster and and i was like i was filming all these nice people without any mask on and then you go to canada in Toronto, it's like, good God, man. I mean, you are threatened constantly if your mask even comes below your nose. Like, it's going to make a lick of difference. Like, the, like those surgical masks are going to make a lick of difference from a biological matter. But yeah. you know what? Um, you know, and thank God for Texas. But, well, I really worry about Texas, how we're going to defend our great state here uh, oh, yeah. because they're going to be coming for us. And, and, and I don't trust these Democrats, because they are pure evil, in my opinion, they they are they are the devil's wor- uh, servants. Uh, but um, I don't trust them to do anything fair. I I don't think I would trust a Democrat to do anything. And the sad thing is, um, uh, I'm in a I'm in a trial right now, and I got a Democrat judge, and I had to go before the judge yesterday 
and I did a video about judge orders me to take down video. So I took on 12 videos that are tr the truth, but basically there's videos about a company, a competitor, if you can even call him a competitor, because what he makes is not even similar. To, it's similar in looks to what I do, but it's not going to do the same thing. But, you know, um, but he ordered me to take down all these guys' videos that I made about him until the trial. So I'm not stupid enough to make up stories, but I've had people who have bought shelters uh, from a company and they have failed, rusted, and, and, and I've had to fix them. So I make a video about them. Also, the same bunkers this guy has made have blown up and killed the people inside them. And I've made videos about that, too. And this guy continues to make the bunkers in the same manner by putting propane water heaters down inside these bunkers. And you can't put a propane water heater down inside a in bunker. A you can't even space. put them inside a boat. Yeah. yeah, you get one leak, you hit a light switch. There's always a spark with a light switch. Uh -huh. Boom, it blows up. But this guy doesn't, my understanding, he only has an eighth grade education. Um, and uh, so he doesn't have a lot of common sense. And he's from East Texas here. And there's a lot of hillbillies out here. Um, and, I, and there's just not a lot of common sense at times. And this guy is sitting there making things that people's lives have to depend on. So when you go and hire someone who's going to build a bunker, just keep in mind, this guy's like a surgeon, not a doctor, but a surgeon. This guy's an expert. He has to develop it. He has to develop his practice and his product to save your family's life when the time comes. And until then, the product has to last. And then when it and when the time comes, it has to work. Well, there's people that are just, just trying to get rich quick. So they just they make tornado shelters, and they think just because you throw in the little air system in there, it becomes a nuclear fallout shelter. Well, that's you might as well go put stripes on your car and tell people you have a race car. It will look faster, but it won't go no faster. You know? So I've made all these videos explaining to people what to do when building your own bunker because I we're running out of time. And I can't make enough bunkers to fulfill all the needs of the people in the world and America as well. So I'm trying to help people get the air systems and do it themselves because that's the only way to get it done. I don't have enough people and I don't have enough materials to meet the demand for what's out there right now. So uh, it's a supply and demand world right now. And uh, I've literally got, I'm telling people up to two years to get their bunkers, but I don't think we have two years. Yeah. H have you, have, what about, and I don't know anything about business. I'm a biology major, so I'm, I'm talking out of my butt here. What about just what about just scaling up the business? What about just making it bigger and bigger? Well, and bigger? <laughs> scaling is already the largest bomb shelter factory in the world. I went from working in a back parking lot to ten acres and a sixty-five thousand well, square foot building. But that's what I mean yeah. is scale it again. Yeah, I, scale it again, right? I, 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 I have to scale it again. So what the way I'm scaling it again. I'm starting to license out my technology to existing businesses because we don't have time for people to start from scratch. They need to take their existing business and they need to they need to gear up and I need to give them the technology on how to make the shelters and then they can make them under my license and under my patents and my technology. So that way people feel like no different than Coca-Cola. They oh, send yeah. out their they send out their uh their syrup to all these bottlers and yeah. they bottle the Coca-Cola. Mm -hmm. Every city in America has a Coca-Cola bottler. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. so I just I got to follow that same formula to get enough to get enough of my formula out there to enough people to make a difference when the time comes. Yeah, well, yeah, like McDonald's franchising, like it's yeah, McDonald's. It's not a top down thing where they're running every restaurant, right? It's you have the guidelines how you have to run, and then they sell the franchises. It's 
But I feel like that's the way to go. I mean, I would imagine that the reason why people are buying the teller guy shelters is probably because the the market's so the market's so small that if they can't get you and it's a two year wait, they're gonna take the crappier guy, right? No, they're not gonna take the crappier guy. I've made enough videos that they okay. know that they wouldn't take his bunker for free. But before I was doing a good job on YouTube, this guy was doing a good job marketing on the internet. And you think when you call somebody, you would think that when you call a company, uh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. You there? Yeah. You there? Yeah. Okay, I'm back. There's somebody keeps calling me on my phone. You're he good. needs to stop it. Uh, but you would think that when you call somebody that's listed on the internet that they they should be an expert at what they're doing. But in America, no. You could open up a restaurant and you could say America's best food. The first day, and you've never even cooked a meal. Yeah. So you could be America's best plumber, America, uh, world's best auto body shop. There's a thing called puffery in America. And and this person used puffery to a great extreme to enhance their business, which is good for them. They market themselves and people bought into it. But now all these bunkers that this particular company made, they're all failing, they're flooding, and they're rusting. And um, they're just a piece of crap, in my opinion, in, in everybody's opinion who bought them but they're not having that same success. So I feel like I was kind of like the hero that came uh, to the rescue and saved a lot of these people from making them, maybe making a mistake again. And then of course I'm having to go back and try to fix some of this guy's old bunkers, but you know, you can't fix something that's already broken from the day it was new. Yeah. All you can do is modify it and try to make it better. So I've made a lot of videos on repairing shelters from another company and of course, the judge made me take them down because the company got an attorney and says, uh, that's defamatory. Well, I'm just making a video how to fix a bunker and do it yourself. But what, you know what? We'll have a trial date in February and uh, we'll have a jury. And uh, I just don't find out in any way. I just don't see how a jury could find me uh, at fault because uh, it would have to be false. I would have to be intentionally lying. You know, the, the definite the defense for defamatory is the truth. And I'm not stupid enough to just make up stories. But how can you lie when you just go out and film something and then you fix it? You know, it's like fixing a car after an accident. How can that be defamatory to Ford or to Chevrolet on how to fix their car? Now, you could make some comments. I wish Ford would have done this better. Chevrolet would have done this better to make my job easier. Sure. Okay. But that's not really defamatory. That's just an opinion. But you know what? Um, Free speech is under attack in America. And um, so I made a video about all the videos I took down, and I basically said, judge orders me to take down videos, free speech is on attack. And the judge yesterday told me to take down the video or he would find me in contempt of court, and he would put me behind bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, so I took down the video. Yeah, I remember yeah. I remember. I put up a video while I was on YouTube about, uh, like, screen recorded all the emails I was getting from them about uh you know medical misinformation or inciting violence and I, so i put up a video about censorship and then they sent me an email and told me to take down the video about censorship and i was like i suppose the irony is lost on you guys but yeah man it's who's saying who's saying you the notice take down the video youtube oh they didn't just take it down on their own oh no 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 excuse me they did take it down this has been taken down and then they oh, gave okay. you some bs they're like say, they just take it down oh no no i no. had a I had one of my, my bet, my second most popular video I ever made. All I did was wore a hat that said MAGA on it. And I, I always wore it, but I made a video um, wearing a MAGA hat through California airports. Oh, yeah. no, I watched that. <laughs> yeah, I watched okay. that. Well, it's, yeah, it's funny. You know? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it is funny, but they took it down. 
Hey, man. After two years and five million views, they took it down about three weeks ago. And I don't know the reason I need to file a bill. But knowing YouTube, they probably said it was racist because it had MAGA on it. Don't, don't, you can't play a rigged game. Don't, don't, don't try to, I'm telling you, you just got to keep doing what you're doing. Don't try to question it. Don't try. It's like if a two-year-old yelling at you because you're not Santa Claus, you can't talk logic. Just nod. It doesn't matter. Build up your yeah. platform on other, go on Rumble, on BitChute, on Odyssey. Start doing that. Um, no, I watched it. I thought it was funny. It, it was just funny. It, it, just... Is, it is funny. And, and, and I got 150,000 of my subscribers from that one video. <laughs> so almost, you know, 40% of my subscribers came from watching that video because they're like, I like this guy. He's funny. He don't give a shit. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. No, yeah, it's, 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 it doesn't matter, man. It's, they're slowly needling away. I mean, listen, all you need to know is the fact that I had a video taken down for medical misinformation. What was the medical misinformation? That was directly contradicting the World Health Organization. What was I contradicting? Uh, I was I was I was spreading misinformation about the COVID vaccine and the mRNA technology. What was the video? It was the video with the inventor of the mRNA technology. It's getting a. It's like if I was removed from YouTube for spreading misinformation about bunkers, and then it cited your channel as like the truth. They're like it directly contradicts like Atlas Shelter. So I'll be like, it, it, I'll be like, it. it, it it's it, the CEO. It makes no, it, yeah, it makes no sense what's going on in the world. Listen, we are living in times. The only thing that can parallel it. Was, must be how Jews felt in like 1934 Germany. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, you know, it Slow didn't all motion. just happen overnight. Yeah, it it's... took them a while to build up to it, uh -huh. you know, but the truth be told, 95% uh, of the Jews left Germany, yeah. okay? They got wise to it. They left Germany. Uh, most of the Jews that were killed came out of Czechoslovakia, Poland, mm -hmm. and other countries. But most of the German Jews just packed up and left because yeah. they were taking their homes and their businesses and their money anyway. So they left the country. So um, I forgot how many actual German Jews were actually killed by Germany, but it wasn't that many. It was like 50,000. So the other 6,950,000 came from other countries. But the German Jews, uh, but so when they attacked Poland, all of a sudden, boom, you got Germans in your backyard. They raised, they, they get all the Jews together and they kill them. So it doesn't, it, it's, it, instead of a big giant earthquake, it's a bunch of little tremors. Mm -hmm. But at the end, when you add up all those tremors, it's a giant earthquake. And you look back, how did I not see this coming? Yeah. Well, we, we see it coming. And we don't have any idea what the end game is going to be like. But I do, because this is my business is dealing with disaster in the end of the world. So I build bunkers for the end of the world as we know it for apocalyptic times. And the things that I fear first and foremost, now, I did a, a YouTube video with Bill Gates six months before the COVID came out. And the video is called, Why is Bill Gates Building So Many bunker, Bomb Shelters? Now, the video went viral and got 2 million views, but then YouTube took it down, okay? But in the video, Bill Gates says, well, he's doing this. He put a bunker in every single one of his houses. But he, he, he did it because he's afraid of a virus greater than Ebola in his lifetime. And he puts the odds at greater than 50%. So at the time, we didn't know anything about COVID because it was six months before the COVID. So when it finally, uh, when the video came out and then all this COVID came out and stuff, people look back like, well, Bill Gates knew what was coming. Okay. Um, but in hindsight, me looking back, I've been able to put the pieces of the puzzle together. There are 11 laboratories, best of my knowledge, there's 11 laboratories at this time trying to create an airborne strain of Ebola, okay? Now, it doesn't even exist, 
but they're trying to develop it. Now, why would anybody try to develop a virus that could kill off 90% of the people? Because the, the fatality rate on uh, Ebola currently is at around 90% if left untreated. So the answer is if they can, if they, you know, what people like Bill Gates, these, these, uh, these imperialists or whatever you want to call them, they want to save the planet. You know, they've made all the money in the world. The next thing they want to do is to save the planet. So how do you save the planet but not destroy the planet? Well, as it says, well, if you get rid of the people, mm -hmm. you control the, the CO2 emissions, okay? So how do you get rid of the people and not destroy houses and cause fires and all that stuff? Yeah. You create a virus, so you get rid of the people. So I believe that we, we're getting ready to see something biblical, mm -hmm. an airborne virus that, who knows, maybe they'll drop it by chemtrails, maybe they'll release it from a laboratory, but typically right now, uh, viruses don't last long just exposed. They need to have a, the air, yeah. Need, yeah, got, they got to have a host. And, uh, but you know, the thing is they're trying to create it, you know what? So maybe they'll do it in these chemtrails and you see all these planes flying around, you know, dropping that stuff. Maybe they'll do it by that. Who knows? But that would be basically crop dusting to kill people. And I find that extreme, but everything's extreme right now. The fact that, uh, we're basically being all, brainwashed to be as cheap to follow some some global master um is just it's, it's, it sounds so surreal and crazy yeah. but it's not yeah and um and, and what can you do what can you do well people feel the only thing they can do is take some of their money dig a hole build a bunker and take their family to it and try to hide their family what else can you do you yeah. can't go to another planet you can't jump on a plane last minute going to, uh, to New Zealand because the planes will be shut down. Although some people are just going to New Zealand now to get ready. But who says New Zealand is even uh, uh, is going to be safe? I mean, it's one of those woke countries like Australia. Um, but you know what? When the president of the United States is threatened, what do they do? When he's sitting in the White House, they grab him, they throw him down in an elevator yeah. and take him down in the bunker. Yeah. So. I just provide the same amount of protection that is afforded the president of the United States. I just do it on a level that most people can afford. But the people that are the very wealthy, and some of my clients, like one of my clients is a king. Uh, there's seven kings in the Middle East. So one of the Middle Eastern kings is my client. His bunker's already shipped. I got to go over and install them in about two, three weeks. Um, Another one of my clients that I'm under contract is in the top 10 richest people in the world. Everybody knows them. So I'm not going to go there because, uh, well, yeah, uh, well, we can, we can find out. You yeah. got to sign, you got to sign non-disclosures sure. with all your clients. Sure. But so the point is, uh, even some of the big time hypocrites are buying bunkers, but I can tell you this for the most part, people who buy bunkers, uh, voter for Donald Trump, people who don't buy bunkers did not vote for Donald Trump with the exception of some of the, very, very, very wealthy multi-billionaires who are playing. Both but sports. most of your average, most of your average billionaires voted for Trump. If you're like one billion, two billion, you usually voted for Trump. Well, so a lot of the things you just said. So you know, a guy I interviewed, Dr. Ken Alabek, who's the first, who is the first. Uh, um, where am I looking for the first director, the first deputy director of Biopreparat? That was the Soviet Union's biological weapons program, which they swore didn't exist. And they were taking they were taking ICBMs, intercontinental ballistic missiles, and they were taking out the nuclear warheads. And what they're doing is, in the nose codes of them, they're putting um, they're putting aerosolized Ebola, 
they're putting the plague, bubonic plague, they're putting Marburg, smallpox. And what they were going to do is this was their last ditch effort. If it came to blows, they were going to launch these into U.S. cities. Um, Unit 731 in Japan and we're at the tail end of World War II, led by Shiro Ishii, their whole thing was uh, was making canisters full of smallpox and, and Ebola. And their whole thing, their whole quote was, uh, America's a machine society. We'll never be able to compete with them because we could crank out tanks and planes and uh, ships like no other. But what we couldn't do is it took 18 years to grow a soldier. So their whole idea was we'll just wipe out the entire human base. Uh, Dr. Stephen Hatfield, who I've had on my podcast a couple times, biological weapons expert, physician, uh, worked in the White House right after 9-11, worked with the DOD, worked with DARPA, was in the Trump pandemic response team. Uh, he wrote a book called Three Seconds Until Midnight, which was published a couple months before the COVID outbreak and is prophetic. D nailed all of it. I mean, this guy's got to know the lottery numbers, but he talks about a study that the United States did in 1952, I believe, where we took submarines off the coast of uh, San Francisco and we took inert substances, not poison, but just, you know, something. And they had set up uh, detectors all over the city. Some of it were just like sheets of like, you know, sticky plastic on top of a building. Other things were more advanced uh, detectors, maybe like wires or antennas or sniffer like machines. And they shot this out of a submarine. So you don't even need to do chemtrails. They just, they shot it out of the submarine, just like a mile off the coast, you know, poof, let it disperse into the air. Just a cloud looks like a little fog. And they just watched where it went over 24, 48, 72 hours, where it went after a week, two weeks. And they were testing the whole distribution status of what a biological weapons attack would look like. And it would be devastating. So all of this stuff like isn't wacky conspiracies. It's stuff we've been trying to figure out since World War II. All those Unit 731 scientists, everyone knows about Operation Paperclip, where we brought back the rocket scientists from Nazi Germany to come help us. We don't really ever talk about the Unit 731 guys, the heads of those programs, who we also brought back to teach us about biological weapons warfare because we knew there was a cold war brewing with the soviet union so everything that i'm saying i know we got to wrap it up everything that I i'm busy okay <laughs> so, sorry, sorry. So, yeah I the hotel made knocking on my door you're good but everything everything we're saying is like it's all all the groundwork's there and now you have to wrap it around to so who's gonna do it though is it some dictator no 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 you said it earlier these people are true believers they're not you know hitler stalin we look at them as just pure evil. How could they kill tens of millions of people? They thought they were, none of these guys are just evil and twirling their mustache. They always think they're doing the right thing, right? There's nothing more dangerous than a man who doesn't believe that he's right, who knows he's right, right? Hitler was just getting rid of the scourge of Jewry. Stalin was just getting rid, against, getting rid of those who were against the, the people's revolution. So when you look at people who they think they're saving the planet, they think they're doing this. And as you said, right, you can't nuke everyone because although that would kill everyone or create a, uh, a nuclear winter, they don't want to disrupt everything. They want the quickest way to get rid of everyone and all the carbon emissions we're putting out. These they think they're saving the world. They think they are saving humanity. They are absolutely going to do something like this. They haven't stopped before with automation and the exponential increase of AI. They're not going to need people. And if they, in their twisted, sociopathic, billionaire minds, think that they are doing the right thing, no more or less than Mother Teresa, yeah, they're going to develop these things. We've ha we have Fort Detrick. We know there's Wuhan. We have the CDC. Yeah. That's where this stuff's gonna come from. I think COVID. I think COVID was a dry run. I think it was a dress rehearsal to see how it how it goes down. If they really want to, you're gonna take something 
I think what you talked about, the 90%, I believe it's called the Red Queen hypothesis. But yeah, it's where you get something that has a long enough dormant period. Because you can't, right? Because viruses don't just exist out in the air well, right? I mean, osmotic pressures suck out the fluids, UV light destroys them. But you also can't have a virus that kills everyone immediately because it's like a fire that burns too fast. It burns the fuel source out. You need to have something that lies dormant for a couple of weeks and then strikes down. And lastly, I know I'm ranting here, but lastly, in Nazi Germany, Dr. Kurt Bloma had something called the sword and the shield. And they learned from World War One that if you shoot mustard gas and the wind goes the wrong way, it kills your own guys. So if we want to attack other people of other nations, we have to first vaccinate our own people and our own armed forces. And so that's what the rich would do is vaccinate themselves and then release it. And then furthermore, with with uh, with the increase in genetic or genomics technology, they now have the ability to go in and you can just find I want this virus to attack people that have this gene sequence. So let's say you wanted to take out people with blue eyes or you wanted to take out black people. That's coming like racist viruses are coming. It's all coming. And ultimately, what is there to do but dig a bunker and grab a gun and be like, you know what? I'm at least going to give myself a fighting chance. What else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Like, there is, there's nothing, there's nothing else. And I mean, get right with and, God, and, but like, what else I, are you going to do? <laughs> you know, and people always say, boy, you guessed this one right, did it? You know, it's like, yeah, I saw this. I saw this coming in uh, 2010. Sure. And I went to Canada and I, uh, I, I went to Canada to uh, seek out places to get out of the United States. But, you know, I never saw Canada mm-hmm. turning into what it is. So you can wipe Canada off as a place to get away from or get away from the United States. Uh, I don't know where to go to left in the world. I mean, you there got is, Bulgaria, you've no got other, uh, Poland. Poland is like Poland is like Texas, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you can have guns and machine guns and everything. I actually have a factory in Poland. So That's Poland awesome. is wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't actually own the factory. It's a license deal. I got a guy there that's making uh, bunkers under my Atlas brand for the European market. But uh, uh, I'll have the same thing going on in Australia, and I'll have the same thing going on in the Middle East as well this year. But, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's just very surreal. But we're going to look back one day, and I hope we don't look back when we're behind a barbed wire fence or a chain link fence in a concentration camp. And we know we're getting ready to get a bullet put in the back of our head or be put in some kind of gas camber mm-hmm. and, and look back and go, God, I wish I could get out of here and just have one more chance with my deer rifle to make a difference. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so a, a, yeah, so, a great yeah. book, a great book for everyone listening. And you might be interested in yourself. It's like a 30 hour audio book. But if you do an hour a day, you can knock it out in a month. It's called KL. K dot L dot by Nicholas Foshman. And it's a history of the concentration camps has nothing to do with the war has nothing to do with the politics. It's just, how did this come? How did we get to a point where you can go visit Auschwitz and see mountains of shoes or see trays of gold rings that were, or, you know, what about the gold teeth that they would, that they would use a hammer to knock out of the dead bodies in the Zyklon B chambers? How did we get from, how did, how did that start with Hitler becoming the chancellor? And it's a, it's well, a, tw- you know, it's a 12 year yeah. history. It's from 1933. And man, you see just how slowly it started. You used to be able to drink gin and smoke cigarettes and play cards with the guards. You'd, go, you'd only go to the concentration camp for 48 hours. 
get a little drunk, smoke some ciggies, or just talk, you know, they're like, yeah, you're in here for two days, and you're, you know, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Berlin. Where are you from? Oh, you know, I'm from Mecklenburg, Verkommen. Blah, 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 has the wife. Oh, yeah, I know her. And then you get a, it was just, it started like that. And then you go for a week. And then after a well, couple... Well, they start off slow. They get them acclimated. Very, so, very so they're slow. like So they're trained. So they get muscle memory. And that's what's going on now. Yep. They're getting us, they're trying to get us trained. So those who are... Uh, those who are fighting back are they want to get rid of you us. Get so rid I was telling you about that guy, the Chris guy, the guy just say no. Oh, he's the worst. I wish there was more people like him in America, I, but there's nobody like him in America that I know of. And if there was, they're silencing in that person too as well. I think you know one thing I always look at is is I I don't don't let them demoralize you. When we look at people, we go, oh, I wish there were more of them. You have to realize there are more of them. They're all being shut off social media. And I know I said it only kept you for a half hour and I've kept you for close to an hour now. So you just let me know when you get, need to go. I don't want to keep you. But I'll use this analogy. And it's um, it's called the Panopticon. The Panopticon was a form of prison built in, I think, the 1700s. It's basically like a lighthouse is in the center. And then around it is a circular building. And mm-hmm. the circular building is all jail cells. Everyone in the jail cell and the panopticon in the, the center of like lighthouse type structure is wide enough that if you're in a jail cell, the only thing you can see is the lighthouse. Now, the lighthouse can see into every jail cell. But if you're in the jail cell, you cannot see the person to the left, to the right, above or below you. All you can see is the lighthouse. And the psychological design was, well, one, practical, but also psychological because now with cameras, it does work. But back then when there was just one guard, you put them behind tinted glass you never knew if you were being watched, but the psychological aspect was you had to basically behave like you were being watched, even if the guard was sleeping. Now with cameras, they actually can look at everyone. Now, if you take that, when we're all looking through, right, you're just talking about the sky, we wish there was more patriots. Well, when you're online, it's controlled by a leftist technological oligarchy, and you go, I wish there were other patriots. Well, they can suppress and shadow ban and just out like me, they can just remove anyone they want. So you and I are looking around going, I wish there were more patriots, but we have no idea how many people have been banned and who are also in their jail cell going, I wish there were more patriots. And what the guy in the lighthouse wants you to believe is, nope, Ron, Tommy, it's just you guys. You're the only ones fighting back. Stop being a thorn in our side. But the reality is, is 99% of people might be going, this is all BS. And they don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know that you have numbers. They want you to be demoralized into thinking there are no one else, there's no one else that thinks this way. The reality is, is the overwhelming majority of people think this way. That's why they have to use propaganda. Propaganda isn't necessary if the situation is hopeless, all right? They're using it to beat everyone down. The reality is, is they're terrified because they know the vast majority of people think like us. They know the vast majority of people are looking at inflation. They're looking at supply lines. They're looking at open borders. They're looking at mandate mandates for vaccines that the inventor of the vaccine himself said it's not a safe thing for everyone. They only do this when they know that their power is limited, right? Mikhail Gorbachev, our power comes from the perception of our power. Well, when on big, if we're all in a stadium and we all go, this is BS, we all see each other's numbers. When you're in the panopticon that exists, when you only interact with the world through a phone, you feel isolated. The reality is, is you are not isolated. We are all here. If they were truly in power, we'd all be in jails and we wouldn't have access to the internet. But 
Thank God for the founding fathers because they all looked ahead and said, you know what? How about everyone gets a gun? And that is what's saving us. Yeah, so, but they, they want those. Too. They want those. And hey, maybe they'll get them. The reality is this is I would rather die fighting than go, well, I guess we lost. If if they win and create a dictatorship. Yeah, but, but, but if you do it so slow, you don't sure. realize if they just came, jump to the end. No, we don't want that. Yeah. But they're going to start at the very bottom. Get a few, get a few, get a few. And next thing you know, it's like, golly, they're already to my level so, now. So flip yeah. the script but, on them. Start really slow backwards. They're just building a couple bunkers. Well, it, it, if we said what we need to do, you would get a call from the FBI. You'd be counted as a domestic terrorist. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> Don't think that hasn't happened. I'm aware. Yeah. I don't I don't advocate for violence here. What I'm saying is do what you need to do, not in a sense of getting a gun and going. What I'm saying is build a bunker. Have a plan. Get to know your neighbors. Where are you getting your food from? Do you have clean water? Does your door yeah. lock well? Don't be reliant on the structure. I'm not saying go go burn down a building because that's then you're just going to be demonized yeah. and they're going to crack down harder. Take care of yourself and your family and your friends. And do that just as slowly. If they're slowly rolling out dictatorship, slowly roll out preservation and decentralization. Just if you go out and go, we're putting a, board, uh, a bunker in every backyard, just like we would jump on them if they tried to seize all our guns tomorrow, they're going to jump on you. So if they're going to boil the frog slowly, why can't we boil the frog slowly? Well, they think bunkers and guns go together like peanut butter and jelly, but they actually do. They do. Very great. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the thing is, that the ironic thing, the people that are buying the bunkers are not the violent type. They're actually the type that want to hide their family and sit out the fight. Yes. The guys that are buying the guns and the ammunition, they're, they're the ones that want to run out and have a fight, maybe, or defend their family. They don't, no one's looking for a fight that buys a bunker from me. Yeah. Um, that, uh, those, 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 those far right, you know, violent types, they just don't come to me. The people that come to me, most of them are, are, have a college education. They have a family. Um, they're looking at the writing on the wall and they're going, I'm yeah, not going to grab they're, it. And they're yeah. scared and they want to do something and they would rather put some of their money in a hole in the ground in the form of a bunker than let it evaporate and the bunker be lost in the crash that's coming um, or the big balloon that's going to hit the world or the devaluation of the American dollar mm -hmm. and the Chinese uh, money becomes the premier currency of the world. I mean, it's all going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Matter of fact, I saw in the news yesterday the uh, the head of somebody at the Department of Defense quit and basically said we've already lost in the uh, the cyber war with uh, with China. China. Uh, yeah, I forgot the I, I need to go back and read it, but uh, it came over on one of my notices on my phone about a new video. But uh, no, um, it's not too late for us to to reel it in and win this thing. But we can't do it with Joe Biden and the people that are leading this country. They've already sold out. And they're going to spend their days in hell, okay? Don't get that wrong. They, oh, yeah. they, there's a place for them. There's a special place in hell. I just hope I live long enough to see a world court that these people are brought to justice. You know, you know, the no, way, different than, no different than the Nazis. The way I look at it is this. Is it, it definitely seems hopeless right now, right? But imagine, right, so we're having this conversation in 2021. Imagine if you and I were having this conversation in black and white in, in 1941, right? And we'd be going... We'd be going, we're not entering the war. Hitler's taking over the world. They have secret weapons. The Japanese are doing this. It's all over, man. It probably seemed pretty hopeless. My logic is this, is we've been in worse spots. And I'm not saying it doesn't take great sacrifice to get out of them. What I'm saying is, yeah. is we've been through worse. And so 
A little fun fact. Uh, we, we haven't, I don't think we've seen the worst. We're going to need the army on our side to win this though. If they can turn the U S army against the civilian population and get them to fire on civilians, uh, we will lose this. Um, but if we can keep enough people in the military and the military does the right thing and protects the constitution, that's the only chance we have to win because we can't win against the U S military. No, no, no. It's too yeah. strong. Well, the real problem is, is when they go all automatic and they just have robots doing it and you don't need people. But Well, yeah. And, and well, those robots are called Chinese. So I worry about our government that, that if we were able to take control, they would call it the UN forces and have China come in here. Chinese forces wouldn't have a problem putting us in concentration camps and executing us. Not they a don't problem. care. Not they a are problem robots. Yeah. No, they don't have a problem. They're soulless robots. Yeah. So. Well, my logic is this is is so it's not a fun fact so i'm i'm 31 years old now in 2014 when i was 23 i lost my older brother to suicide he was 27 and that really messed me up i did a lot of drugs gained a lot of weight and i almost killed myself on a couple occasions it's been seven years now i'm sober i've lost most of my weight still got a little chubbiness i'm doing a podcast and i'm having a great time i go to the gym every day i meditate i'm grateful i i truly love my life every once in a while i have bad days Right. Every once in a while, you know, my cousin's wedding last weekend, two straight nights getting drunk with my brothers and not sleeping enough. And you wake up. Yeah. And then you got to drive six hours back home. Yeah. You know, after two days of drinking and not sleeping a lot and you're stuck in traffic, the depression can start to creep in a little bit. And you're like, oh, well, I'm so tired. What am I? And whenever I have bad days like that, I don't I don't downplay them. But I always remind myself, hey, man, you you survived your brother's suicide. I've, I've, I've woken up in hospitals from, from drug interactions. I've, I've almost died before. I had to live at home for five years. I hit the bottom floor and I crawled out. And every once in a while, I still have bad days. But I remind myself, you've had a lot worse days and you conquered. So I think we have a hard fight ahead of us. Man, it's not World War II. We've it's it's not 1776. All right. And we did those. I truly believe we can do these. And lastly, and it's more of like a philosophical sense, is that, you know, all all the Buddhist masters, they always kind of say one thing towards the end of their life. They go, don't try to save the world. They go, save yourself. Be the best person you can be. Eat healthy, exercise, educate yourself. And when you become the best person you are, you're able to help those around you. And that is, you'll do more in their lives than you ever would if you went on some vendetta to try to save the world. So we can't look at, is China gonna be the reserve currency? Is the military gonna turn their weapons on us? Is there a biological weapon? Are the robots gonna kill us? That's all out there. What can you do? You can be the best person in your community. You can do bunkers. I can talk to people about fun episodes and try to talk about Cold War history. I can help my friends who may be depressed. I can do the best things I can do. Take care of your immediate circle, and that is how you change the world. And ultimately, I do believe that we all just die one day. And I do think that I, I don't I, think anything goes unseen. I think I don't think anything goes. I don't think the end all be all is this world. I, I think I think evil. I, I do think there is justice. I do think that there is a a loving God. I don't know what God that is. I do think there is an all loving God. 
do the right thing. Don't worry about whether or not you win here on Earth. There are a lot of soldiers that died in World War II that didn't get to see the capitulation of the Japanese. We all know, we all know that we won. There are a lot of guys that died on Omaha Beach who didn't get to read the news that Hitler killed himself. Do the right thing. Be the best person you can be. Take care of those that you love. And no, for the FBI listening, I'm not saying grab a weapon. I'm saying build a bunker, buy a bunker, and do the right thing. And that's my that's my advertisement for Atlas Shelters. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. You're absolutely, man. Thanks for coming on. That was a great talk. We ran I ran double the amount of time I said I'd keep you on. So I apologize yeah. for that. I will let you know when it's uploaded. And yeah, feel free to however you can. I don't know how you can download it and you can upload it to your channel. I'd be delighted. Okay. All right. I'll Thank you, you so same. much, sir. God bless. God right, bless thanks. America. Do the right thing, everybody. Stay safe out Recording there. Recording stopped. Peace.